Shift gears, let's talk commodities, specifically grains, ahead of today's WASDE report. Our first guest this morning, Jake Hanley, joins us, the Managing Director and Senior Portfolio Strategist at Tecrium Trading. Jake, always great to have you on, and happy Friday. Welcome. Let's just, uh, well, Thanks, uh, I was mentioning at the top of the show about how the impact from the war on Ukraine's had, well, world food prices jumping to new record highs in March, according to the UN Food Agency, and basically proof positive the fact that it's not just crude prices, it's not just energy markets, this is a widespread situation we're dealing with. It absolutely is, Ben, and it's, uh, it's very sad to see things um, developing this way. As you look to Peru, for example, I mean, they, they are having riots in the streets right now. Um, basically, they're dealing with extremely high food prices, just as uh, countries across the world are. And, you know, I have to point out that some comments have been made about global food shortages. And it is certainly true that higher prices work to impact food insecure nations such as Peru. Uh, major wheat importing countries are likely to see some uh, political unrest. And that is really, really unfortunate. However, it's key to remember that the world has enough food. It's a matter of getting that food to where it needs to be. And high prices have an impact, absolutely. But critically for us in the United States, we are not gonna see food shortages here. Um, and I'd really like to point that out because I've, I've been seeing that floating around a little bit. And, and frankly, my fear is that that narrative gets out there uh, and we see a run on food like we saw a run on toilet paper back during the COVID lockdowns, okay? And we are not in that position in the United States. I think that's important. Uh, Jake, talk to me about, uh, I mean, some of those countries, India, for example, very dependent on Russia in terms of uh, grains. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I think as you've been talking about on your program and we've seen in the media, this idea of deglobalization, mm -hmm. um, as that's happening right now, people are coming to terms with the fact that commodities are the ultimate reserve currency, mm -hmm. okay? And so you can see that in the ruble, the ruble is back above its pre-war highs, why? Because Russia is a commodities rich nation. And if you're not a commodities rich nation and you're dependent on commodity imports from, from other places, uh, you're in a precarious position right now. And so the United States, I mean, we are blessed here in America. We have abundant natural resources for energy, abundant natural farmland uh, to produce food, um, and we are exporting. And, and one of the things to watch for on today's WASDE is exports uh, expectations and increase for export expectations from the USDA, uh, because we know that people need this food. They're not getting it from Russia, Ukraine. Uh, there's a lot of food locked up in storage right now that can't get out. A lot of wheat, a lot of corn. Uh, and so a lot of that demand is going to come to the United States. And, and we'd like to see that reflected in the WASD. Corn uh, currently up on the day right now by about four tenths of a percent, hanging out around 760 as we get headed into this uh, release this morning, a little bit later on this morning. And it's been in a bit of a range. Talk to me about uh, uh, what we're seeing in terms of uh, planted acres. In your notes, you mentioned more acres are going to be dedicated to soybeans versus corn this year. Yeah, that was a, uh, a surprise. The markets were surprised to see that. Um, that's the prospective plantings reports. So those are expectations. If that plays out, Ben, that's only the second time in U.S. history that uh, U.S. farmers have dedicated more acres to soybeans versus corn. Um, and on the surface, that is you know, supportive for corn prices. And as you, your chart just reflected that, 
Um, we're in a situation where if that plays out, we may see the stock's use ratio, okay, that is the corn that we have in inventory versus demand expectations, below 10% again for the 22-23 crop year. That means a tightening uh, situation for U.S. corn supplies, uh, whereas we really like to see uh, corn supplies, you know, increase. And so a, a tightening balance sheet for domestic U.S. corn is further support for prices. Uh, you know, furthermore, with soybeans, planting additional soybean acres is helpful, but it isn't necessarily going to uh, alleviate the world's soybean uh, supply issue. Okay, we know that South America's had a tremendous issue with, with drought. Uh, expected production there is, is decimated. I mean, 30 million metric tons or, or more um, in South American soybean production that disappeared. Um, and so, you know, soybeans, it's it's hard to say, you know, if prices, how much higher prices can go from here for, for all these commodities. We are at, at high levels. Um, so any, anyone's guess how high they can go from here. But I think it's fair to say that the downside is is relatively limited, even with, you know, planting as much soybeans as we're looking for in the U.S. this year. Uh, you said in terms of the WASDA report today, keep an eye on the export expectations. But in your notes, you also mentioned that you're expecting slightly lower ending stocks for corn and beans. Yeah, you know, the USDA is is expected to lower ending stocks for U.S. corn and beans on, on this report. Uh, usually April is kind of a sleeper report. Next month, Ben, when, when we're back on, we'll be talking about expectations for the 22-23 crop year. That's the first WASDE report that we get uh, that gives us the official USDA numbers for there. So uh, a lot of what the market is trying to price in right now is based on that 22-23 crop year. Sure. And unfortunately, we have to wait another month to, to get those estimates. Talk to us about uh, weather, always a factor when you consider uh, grain markets. It's not just some of the pressures we're seeing right now in terms of Ukraine. I mean, ultimately, you have to revert back to the fundamentals that uh, for years have proven to be uh, time-tested and uh, proven uh, to be factors to consider as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And last time we were on, we, we brought up weather, and the market is focusing on weather now. Um, we are planting corn and soybeans. That has started in the United States. Planting conditions look good so far. No expectations of, of planting delays or, or major planting delays. That said, we are starting the year with about 31% of corn growing areas experiencing drought. Um, you know, when you start a planting year with dry conditions, that means that you, you need some alleviation down the road. And so looking at the long-term forecasts, NOAA is still showing that June, July, and August are expected to be uh, drier than normal and warmer than normal in the uh, majority of, of the farm belt. And so watch the weather very closely here. Okay, this, this U.S. crop is very critical this year. We've been talking a lot about beans and corn. I just wanted to pull up the wheat chart to just point to the fact that, again, in, in terms of the commodities, this one's been participating as well to the upside. Jake, talk to us about what you're seeing in terms of demand for the ETFs. We had been uh, talking about the record demand for the uh, beans ETF. Uh, what are you seeing here as far as uh, as of recent? Yeah, Ben, so, you know, actually, I expect to see more demand for for beans um you know the fundamentals for beans and corn as we just described have been have been tremendous wheat has been getting record attention and that is tied directly to the headlines out of ukraine you know we've talked about the fact that ukraine and russia combined for 30 percent of global wheat exports the black sheet sea is basically shut down um there's a lot of grain stuck in storage in in ukraine right now 
um, and Ukraine's a major wheat exporter. So wheat's been getting a, a ton of attention. And as you look at those price charts, you can see that wheat has behaved differently uh, than corn and soybeans. And it's it's basically because of that, that headline, headline trade there uh, with that initial spike. And so um, continue to watch wheat prices. You know, it's gonna be interesting to watch as, as grains are stuck in storage in Ukraine. Literally, you can't get this grain out of the country the way they would like to. That supply that's stuck in storage will show up on balance sheets as being there. Okay? Mm. Those ending stocks will be there. But we can't get it um, out. But you can't get it out. Right. Exactly right. And so, you know, you have this this weird conundrum there. Also, Ukraine, you know, they're going to harvest their their wheat, their winter wheat crop uh, shortly. And if there's no storage capacity, yeah. Uh, yeah. then you're looking at a, a real problem. Well, lastly, real quick, Jake, uh, are they going to be able to harvest and ultimately will they be able to plant again, considering the destruction we've seen? Yeah, that that is remain remains to be seen. They are they are planting, um, you know, not to the extent that they normally do. You know, I saw something that says planting um, is, is going to be down about 80 percent from what it normally is. Um, and we've seen, you know, just reports of uh, fields that have been left a mess, mines being yeah. planted in yeah. some fields. Yeah. I mean, a, a real, a real mess and disaster. So we'll see if if they can do it. It's great, but again, you got to be able to get it out. Yeah, I've heard the same. A dangerous situation to say the least. And uh, I apologize. A good reminder that was I said the beans had seen the record demand. It was for the wheat ETF W E A T. Again, Jake, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Appreciate you helping us out to get ahead of the Wise Report this morning. Jake Hanley. Managing Director and Senior Portfolio Strategist at Tecrium Trading.